this bulletin, outcry as First Nations people evicted from a historic site near Brisbane. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese claims he's prepared to swear allegiance to King Charles III. And in sport, Indigenous Australian cricket squad to begin a five-game Pacific series. Police have evicted First Nations protesters occupying land designated for development at a former Aboriginal reserve near Brisbane. Temporary homes were bulldozed at the Dibbing Creek site in an, in an early morning raid yesterday, sparking scuffles between protesters and security guards. Developer Evie Jennings bought the land seven years ago with plans to build a multi-million dollar housing development and ordered the operation to remove protesters. The developer says it has all the necessary approvals to do so, including the support of some traditional owners. But protesters claim the land is a massacre site and should be preserved. One of the protesters, Jody Williams, says they were not shown any documents to prove the legality of the eviction when police moved into the area. We were given no legal documents and we were told that they were here on behalf of A.V. Jennings. So I till this, I still haven't seen any form of legal document to have us removed. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says he will swear allegiance to King Charles despite being a lifelong Republican. While in London for the coronation, Mr Albanese told Sky News presenter Piers Morgan there was no contradiction in being a Republican and still respecting the monarchy. I think you can be a lifelong Republican, which I am, and still respect our institutions. And certainly I have a great deal of respect for King Charles. And it's a great honour to be here representing Australia, all Australians. Mr Albanese met with the King earlier in the day. Meanwhile, a controlled explosion has been carried out and Metropolitan Police have arrested a man outside Buckingham Palace after suspected shotgun cartridges were thrown into palace grounds. The palace was cordoned off, but police say the incident is, considered, is not considered to be terrorism-related, but is a mental health-related. More than 190 Australians and their families have fled Sudan after an Australian Air Force plane helped evacuate citizens. The Royal Australian Air Force joined the international evacuation effort overnight with a flight carrying 36 Australians and their family, as well as citizens from six other nations safely to Cyprus. Foreign Minister Penny Wong told ABC Radio the authorities were in contact with registered Australians about further departures. The Greens are strongly criticising the Reserve Bank of Australia's latest cash rate hike, calling for the Treasurer to reverse the decision. The RBA's board decided to increase interest rates by a further 0.25% on Tuesday, reaching 3.85% overall and putting even more pressures on Australian households. Greens leader Adam Bant told ABC this was not the right decision. 
it's time for the government to step in, um, freeze the mortgage rates, freeze uh, rents, freeze power bills and pay for it by making these big corporations pay their fair share of tax. That is how you tackle inflation, uh, get it under control without hurting everyday people. But at the moment, it's everyday people who are bearing the brunt um, of not only the inflation crisis, but are now being asked to do their heavy lifting to tackle it as well. It's not right and the government needs to act. The Greens are calling for a two-year freeze following by 2% caps on rent increases and an end to no-grounds evictions. Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the government is serious about spending restraint following the Reserve Bank's decision yesterday to continue increasing interest rates. The RBA board raised the rates once again for the 11th time in 12 months to 3.85% yesterday as it tries to bring down inflation rate. Dr. Chalmers is set to deliver the budget next Tuesday, which he says will target cost-of-living pressures for the most vulnerable without fueling inflation. Obviously, uh, one of the important tasks of the budget is to make sure that we can provide cost-of-living relief without adding substantially to the inflationary pressures in our economy. And one of the difficult uh, judgments that we have to make as we put the finishing touches on this budget is how to provide that cost of living relief that people need. How do we target it at the most vulnerable Australians uh, at the same time as we show restraint elsewhere in the budget? Unions are cautiously optimistic Qantas can reset its relationship with workers as long-standing boss Alan Joyce prepares to step down after a turbulent time on the industrial relations front. Qantas Chief Financial Officer Vanessa Hudson was unveiled as Mr Joyce's successor. She'll be the first woman to take the top job in the, in the airline's century-long history when she replaces Mr Joyce in November after his 15 years at the helm. Under Mr Joyce's leadership, the flag carrier encountered multiple legal challenges, including a high-profile fl- fight in the High Court against 1,700 sacked Qantas ground workers. In her first remarks, Ms Hudson outlines her desire for a transparent relationship with union leaders. I'm also looking forward to to meeting uh, unions and, and our union leaders, and, and I look forward to developing a constructive uh, relationship with them for the benefit of our people but also for the benefit of our organisation and I think that relationships are based on being transparent. French trade unions are calling for another round of national protests to be held on Saturday May 6. It comes after more than 100, pol- 100 police officers were wounded and 291 people detained in clashes across France. Hundreds of thousands of people took to the streets on May Day to protest against the French president's unpopular pension reforms, which will see the retirement age lifted by two years to 64. Neonatal nurse Sandrine Guillaume, who has been participating in protests, says they do not plan to stop until Macron's reforms are revoked. What's next? As long as the pension reforms are not withdrawn, we will continue to protest. All that we want is for Emmanuel Macron to give up and withdraw his reforms. Today, April 3, 2023... May 3rd, 2023, marks the 30th anniversary of the United Nations World Press Freedom Day. This year's theme will be shaping a future of rights, freedom of expression as a driver for all other human rights.
Celebrated every year on May the 3rd, it marks 30 years since the United Nations General Assembly's decision in proclaiming an international day for press freedom. UNESCO's Chief of the Freedom of Expression and Safety of Journalists section, Guilherme Canela de Souza Godoy, says there's still much work to be done. There are particular problems, for instance, regarding the online harassment against women journalists. Uh, Our data shows that 73% of the women journalists we have interviewed for this particular research communicated they suffered online harassment in a way or another. According to the UN, at least 67 media workers were killed in 2022, a 50% increase from the previous year. Nearly three-quarters of women journalists have experienced violence online and one in four have been threatened physically. Back home, an experienced firefighter who died after she was injured responding to a large factory fire is being remembered for her courage and devotion to the job. Queensland Fire and Emergency Services, QFES, have stated Isabella Nash died in hospital overnight after suffering critical injuries in the Slacks Creek Fire south of Brisbane. A second firefighter, Leah Drew, also rescued in the blaze early on Tuesday morning, remains in hospital in a serious but stable condition. The QFES have expressed their condolences towards the two firefighters' families, friends and fellow crew members. United Firefighters Union Queensland Secretary John Oliver added Ms. Nash was an experienced firefighter with about a decade in the service. And to sport, Australia's men's and uh, women's indigenous cricket teams have travelled to the Pacific Island nation of Vanuatu where they'll play for a four-game tour. The matches will mark the first time the sides have toured internationally since the 2018 commemorative tour. The first of the four matches in the inaugural tour begins this Wednesday, the 3rd of May, and the tour will end on the 19th of May. Australian men's indigenous cricket team captain Damon Egan says he's, in, he's anticipating an exciting competition. All things like conditions and a little bit of unknown in terms of, I guess, you know, what they're like as a playing nation. I think it'll just be a bit of a wait and see, but um, you know, I'm expecting you know, to play against a team who love their cricket and are as competitive as anyone you'd play against around the world. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Brome sunny 26, Perth sunny 27, Adelaide showers easing 18 degrees, Melbourne showers easing as well at the top of 16, Hobart showers 14, Albury-Wodonga cloudy day 14, Canberra possible shower 15 degrees, Wollongong mostly sunny 23, Sydney mostly sunny as well at the top of 25, Newcastle sunny 26, Brisbane sunny 26 as well, Townsville partly cloudy 28, Cairns, much the same, 30 degrees. Alice Springs, mostly sunny, 23. Darwin, mostly sunny, 34 degrees. And the Torres Strait Islands are mostly cloudy day ahead and the top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 